And we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Keys and Jermaine back for episode nine of Sucio Sports. Let's hit the intro. I'm from Houston now. Yeah. You did. I told y'all, y'all are getting a Texas song every week to the end of the year, and it might it might just be big to plug every week because so far that's what it's been. Hey, we always hey. say we keep our weapons. My mama from the A, she slowed it down for me at seven. Used to think Pimpsy was the guy before he went to heaven. I knew what push hmm. he was before Gunny even said it. Hey, she zero hey. taught me keep my weapon. And never trust a nigga or a bitch cause it's expected. No killers from the country, they ride horses and throw cellars. Got niggas in the East, ride ATVs with Mac 11s. First off. You better remember hey, what signs say before you hey, come down here. I'm trying to hey look. Hey Jermaine, when you get us when text. you get time to listen to this, you know like outside right? of uh-huh. guns, yeah. because you gonna uh, every, mm, all that dog that Texas that he talking because you've been there so long, you go it's gonna hit you like and you like, Bruh, it is it's like would be so funny is like since I moved here, I got into a lot of the music. But I tell people all the time, I just couldn't get into screw music for whatever reason. I, I, I could never do it, bro. I could never do it. Like, I tried several different times, and I just, for whatever reason, I couldn't get into it. My homies who moved here from Texas because of the military, they got me in, into, like, screw music and Mike Jones. And- yeah. All of that, like that's how I yeah. really got into Texas music. Like listening, it was listening to Zero, the yeah, Millionaire. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. already listening to like UGK, Pimp C, and all that. Like, yeah, I was big on uh, on Scarface and Ghetto Boys, but like the newer guys, I want up on to high, like maybe eighth, ninth grade when I started hanging with a lot of the guys that had moved here. Uh, military wise from Texas, and they were the ones that was putting me on. And ever since then, I have been a fan of music that comes out of Texas. Bruh, it, it's it's a lot of good stuff that that they have here, man. Like I'm talking about in a variety of different talent. You know what I'm saying? Like um, uh, one of the best producers on the East Coast, DJ Premier, is actually from Texas. The mm-hmm. DOC. Famous West Coast producer from Texas. So a lot of the guys that you see in different areas and stuff, they have roots in Texas. Or a lot of these bigger artists from elsewhere, they love coming to Texas. They love collaborating, I can't talk, with Texas artists. So it's, I mean, it, it's it's good for the, for, the, for the genre of music and everything because it allows you know, different sounds and everything to just meld, mush, melt together. I don't know what the hell the word is I'm trying to say, but, you know, I just love when you get a bunch of different sounds 
and it all comes together. And I think the best example of that was the uh, international players anthem with UGK and uh, uh, Outkast. If you go yep. back and listen to that song, that beat changed for every different verse for every different rapper. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna listen. I listen to it like I honestly think I listen to that joint like every day for real. Like that's in the rotation of like when me and the kids in the morning getting ready for school. Like I throw that in in the rotation. Oh, bro! Like is 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 like I'm, I'm gonna definitely check that because I never really paid attention to the whole like beach. Bro, pay, pay attention to it and, and listen to it. Cause you 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 know music, you in the music and stuff like that. When you hear it now, you're gonna hear exactly what I was talking about. You're gonna be like, oh shit, like I I uh, it's like something you never noticed before. Because I was man, I think it was one of the times I was going back home to New Orleans, riding down I-10. And it, it may have been I think typically early morning, late night, something like that. And I'm listening to it, and I was like, wait a minute. Can I just hear that? And so I kind of rewound it a little bit, you know. Wait a minute. And I listened to it again. I was like, hold up, let me listen to the whole song again. Just to make sure I got this right. And bro, I was I it blew my mind because I'm I'm like I've listened to this song for years and I just never noticed it until one day I was just randomly driving down I-10 and it caught my ear. But uh episode nine of Susio Sports, Keys and myself, we're live right now. Um nine. There's there's a lot to talk about. We're one episode away from double digits, man. Hey, almost, almost, almost. But like, bro, there, there's next a week. lot to talk Ten. about. There's a lot. No, it is. Because we, we had a lot going on in the NFL. Uh, we had a lot going on in college football. Uh, there was even a bit of, you know, um, there's some wrestling news. Um, there's some NBA news. The NBA uh, news. And there's also some sports media news. Mm-hmm. So we, we got we got some stuff to get to tonight to, to dig into on this week's episode. Um, hey, man, so strap in you know get your drink your popcorn your your yeah, dinner whatever fact, while we're saying that let me go ahead because i've been waiting for this it's in the gatorade bottle <laughs> no nah, it ain't even in the gatorade bottle is is this uh this what is this crown royal hand barrel select so this comes you know, in a in a burlap sack uh bag and the strap on it mm. closes it is leather so it's like it's 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 germane Look, proof because it was giving me a little bit of trouble looks expensive but it's really not though it, it looked like it but it's really mm. not it's really not it's like i think 50 60 or so okay that's not not too bad not too bad yeah it's not that bad but i sip it slow because uh this one it's actual like a, a grocery store in new orleans is the only place that still has some of it left and every time i go i go okay. and get at least a bottle or two uh just to make sure i stay restocked on that one because that's one of my favorite versions of, of crown like I, the regular crown is good but like this one 
uh, it's actually 103 proof instead of 80 proof. So it's a little bit stronger, a little bit different kind of vibe to it, but it's still Canadian whiskey, blended Canadian whiskey. So it's still kind of, you know, has the sweet, you know, mellow kind of taste to it. So, but I, yeah. I, I dig it though. I dig it. Um, okay. Okay. Man, where you want to start at this week? Uh, all right, let me get my hypeness out of the way. We can just start. We can start NFL. Yeah, go ahead. Eagles <laughs> ten and one. Out. Get it out. Get it out. Eagles. <laughs> Eagles did it again. Again. Man. Two weeks in a row. Comebacks. Second half. Count it out. Ten and one. Tough game hey, coming man. up this week. Great defense. Bills played well, amazing. I ain't gonna take nothing from them. Right. Bills played amazing. Just that defense in the second half, Jalen Carter. Woo! Jalen Carter in that OT was a dog. Uh Swift, DeAndre Swift was a dog. Like it was it was an amazing. I feel like, and we've said this before, Jalen um Hurts is the type of quarterback that if you let give him a he's becoming that quarterback that if you give him a chance he's gonna go win it yep. if you leave that he's becoming one of those that tom brady that mahomes that aaron Rodgers, that um i'm trying to think who else is like really good at that uh i'm trying to think who else is really good at that as far as like you give them time um some of the older quarterbacks, but he's be- becoming that. You leave at least two minutes close to it on that clock, he's gonna do work. He's either gonna yeah. get you down to that for that field goal, or he's gonna he's gonna drive it down uh, and score a touchdown. And it's becoming a. I love this season more than I did last season, because last season it was like it was unexpected, of course. Mm-hmm. But as the season went on, it was like, all right, okay. But this year, if it feels more special. You know what I mean? Like it's a redemption yeah. season for one, but it just feels, it feels different. I have yeah. a heart attack every week. Tell you that. <laughs> but you know, there was, that game was again, one of the better games in, in the NFL um, this past week. Uh, that Packers Lions game was pretty good on Thanksgiving. That was the only good game on Thanksgiving. Um, the Texans and the Jags played a, a, a tight game that was marred by officiating. Um, the Giants and the Patriots. Uh huh. That that was horrible. But I don't think anything could top Monday Night Football's twelve to ten debacle between the Bears and the Vikings. And the Bears end up winning by not scoring a touchdown. Oh man. Uh, so there were more duds than I mean, like you see Still a tight score like game. that, you think twelve ten, and you know the football guy in me would think, oh man, I wonder if that was a tight defensive game. No, it was more sloppy and bad offense than it was uh-uh. good snug defense in that game. Uh, that Bills Eagles game was was to me like a heavyweight fight. Because the the Bills were like in, in this particular iteration of the Bills this 2023 season, the Bills are like um, 
they're like that journeyman fighter who's had some heavyweight fights. He's had some titles and whatnot, but he's like 32 and 13, you know, and he, he doesn't have the speed or the punching power anymore, but he's a, still a good savvy veteran. So he's the kind of guy that a young up and coming team would fight in order to say, Hey, I'm proving myself. I should be a, a top, a higher ranked contender. Yep. That to me was this game for the Eagles. It was another game in a gauntlet of games that they have right now this season. And looking at the AFC playoff picture, uh, I know we were talking about it in the group chat and everything, and I was just like, when I look at the AFC playoff picture now, especially with the Bills losing, anybody from five through roughly ten can make those last three playoff spots. Any Not of even those that. teams in that range. Remember what I said before the season started when we were doing the preview? I said, as of right now, as of what this is, we just wrapped up week uh, 12. I'm So far, I'm right. Now, once the season ends and playoffs come, anything can happen. But I said the Eagles had an easier road back to the Super Bowl than the Chiefs do because a lot of those AFC teams geared up. They added a lot of people, and it was going to be harder for the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl than it would be uh, for the Eagles. <clears throat> because historically, either both Super Bowl teams, usually both, have horrible seasons the next year. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the standings also. Uh, there's four teams right now with three losses sitting at the top of the AFC. Mm -hmm. There's only one team with one loss at the top of the standings in the NFC. And that's the Philadelphia and, Eagles. And I think the Lions have three. I'm sorry, I had to yell at the dog. He was doing some oh. shit. <laughs> oh, uh, Lions have what three losses, right? Yeah, uh, there's one, two. There's only two teams with three losses. No, no, I'm sorry. Well, four teams, with three teams with three losses in the uh, NFC. But the reason why the Cowboys are the fifth seed and the Falcons at five and six leading the NFC South right now are the fourth seed is because the Eagles are the leading the NFC East and the Cowboys are in second place. So they're relegated to that fifth, uh, that top wild card playing spot. Yes. But you got the 49ers lions and Cowboys at eight and three. And then you have the lowly Falcons leading the, the, the uh, NFC South, which I'm going to call it the NFC deep South because they are terrible. <laughs> that which the Knicks uh... right now. Which the next two weeks could tell a lot for a lot of teams because one, Cow um, Eagles 49ers play each other this week, um, Cowboys and Seahawks play, um, then Eagles have Cowboys the week after, potentially could and I hate to say this could lose both, and losing those two could slide them from that uh, one position, um, or even losing one beating the Cowboys still puts them uh at the top the cowboy game to me is a little more important mm -hmm. than the 49er game um just because of that divisional well remember and... when i said looking at these two schedules coming up 
this Thursday game that the Cowboys have against the Seahawks, that could be a trip for them. Um, yep. could what's be. good, Ahun and uh, SBBK forever. I take the AFC has to go through the bank. The Ravens will be the number one seed. You know, I'm I'm not opposed to that. I, I really do think the either. Ravens are probably the Ravens. Honestly, when you look at how they're playing, they have an argument for saying they're the best team in football. Yeah. And and I know you've even said as much, even as a hardcore Eagles fan, you love what the Ravens have done so far this season. I have. I have. They've had a lot of injuries. They've played through these injuries. And still where most people would have them at some point slipping and being like, oh, they're not going to make it. Right. <laughs> Eagles suck, go Giants. Eagles suck, go Giants. <laughs> um, yeah, you still you would have them somewhere in that. Uh, you, you, I'm surprised they're at the top, but then I'm not because once again, I knew the AFC was so wide open. And if you go back and look at episode one, I said it like the Ravens easily could be that team this year. Um, mm-hmm. I said the Bengals until. Um, You know, Joe Burrow got hurt and shut down. Uh, The Browns also, the Jets until uh, Rodgers was hurt. Um, Miami, they're still there. Um, So as good as the Chiefs are, this might be that year that they don't make it. Right. Just looking at, let's say, I pulled up some power rankings just to kind of check out where everybody has these teams at. Uh, On NFL.com, they have... Eagles one, Ravens two, uh, 49ers three. Uh, let's see here on Sporting News. Sporting News has Eagles one, 49ers two, Chiefs three, Ravens four. Uh, CBS Sports. They have Eagles one, Cowboys two. Chiefs three, 49ers four, Dolphins five, Ravens all the way down at six. Mm. So you see different people have differing opinions of all these teams. And, and the reason why I kept reading because kept getting to the Ravens because I'm looking at where everybody else has them. And I think that some people just don't believe in that team because of like you what you brought up, the injuries. I think the fact that the injuries have scared people off, and I don't think that people are confident in Lamar as a quarterback who can get it done with his arm as opposed to having to use his leg. I just think that's where where the thought process must be coming in at. Um, Matter of fact, under this description on CBS Sports uh, for the Ravens, it says the offense was a little off against the Chargers, but the defense came up big. They are clearly in the race for the top seed in the AFC as they head to their bot. Now, my thing is, the Ravens are literally, when I look at the standings, the Ravens are at the top of the AFC right now. They are the number one seed because they're nine and four, nine and three. Everybody else is eight and, eight and three. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering where the logic comes in at where you keep the Chiefs and the Dolphins ranked ahead of the Ravens. When the Ravens have already, and, uh, they have the, the number one seed. You say they're in the race, but they're currently at the number one seed. 
And I think they're mostly in the number one seed because they haven't had a bye week yet, where the Chiefs in Miami have both had one. Mm-hmm. I believe that's why, because of the nine and three and the eight and three. Yeah, they've I, played one more game. So, yeah, it's the percentage point thing. I want to say they're they're but I would say seven fifty, and the other teams are at seven twenty three or something like that. Uh, yeah, seven twenty seven, and solely because of the bye week that, like I said, the other two have had and they haven't. But I would think that. It would come down to wins, losses, how big wins were, how big losses were. Miami had a pretty big loss to the Bills, mm-hmm. um, pretty big loss to the Eagles. I'd say the Chiefs also, uh, not a big loss, but a big loss uh, to the Eagles last week. Um, they've also, that first game to the Lions, um, yeah. and they have one other one in there. I forgot who the other loss but was. See, but see, that, that loss to the Lions now, doesn't look as bad because the Lions, the Lions are right. Are uh, Ahan says yeah. the a- AFC North is the hardest division in all of football. I'm, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I'm still I, with them on that one. I'm still with them on that one. It, the, the, here's the reason why. Even though the Browns Yeah, don't only have because Watson, all four teams were right there making the playoffs. A couple, just, a, just a couple episodes ago, they literally all four were in the playoffs. Just a couple. There goes because I would say again. the AFC. Did you I see still, that? <laughs> I see it. So you know what's crazy? I be seeing people on like IG live and it pops <laughs> up too. It's that's crazy. I don't get what it's just on yours. I don't. I'm not cool. That's all. Damn. You gotta hold it there for a second. See, I had to hold yeah, it there see, for a second cool. before it came over there. See, I'm not cool. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm the host or Damn. something. I don't know. That was crazy. Because you know it could what? Be. I've seen be. people on. I've seen people on IG uh, have it pop up. Yeah, because last week it was. Uh, what was it last week? Something else had popped up. It was the thumbs up first, and then it was some. I think you went like this, or it was something else you did, and it. <laughs> uh, some popped up. It's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. But um, he says uh. SPBK says Ravens playing stellar. All three losses by one score. Yeah, definitely. They are. They they they, they playing extremely well. Chiefs will be power rankings favorite because of them being Vegas favorites. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm looking uh-huh. at ESPN and they have the Eagles one, 49ers two, and Ravens at three. Right there at number four, Chiefs. Right there at number four. So yeah. the Chiefs, Chiefs are always, always going to be a dog. Right, right. Yeah, what up, Sloan? Um, but these these teams, I, I think it was, I think it was the Cowboys uh, schedule. We had also looked at it was Cowboys, Eagles, I think Chiefs, uh, and maybe one other team that we had looked at. Cowboys that had like uh, some crazy ended. schedule coming down the stretch. Yeah, Cowboys in their schedule crazy. Ours get uh, the Eagles gets light. Eagles uh, has a tough schedule now. Yeah. Let me see. It, it was is. one other team, man, that had a, a like a, a crazy schedule coming up. Was it the Chiefs? Well, see, here's the thing with the Chiefs schedule. The Packers game is tricky because they're starting Packers to play are... a lot. They're they're starting to play better and they're starting to prove like you know Jordan Love was worth it. And a um, lot of their uh, injured players are starting to come back at this point, where yes. they didn't have them at the beginning of the season. So 
that's another thing. They're they're one of those teams like it's hard to tell how they're gonna play and what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you wanna you wanna pick against them, and then boom, they they find a way to win. So yeah, right after that, they play the Bills, and the Bills are always gonna be as long as the Bills have Josh Allen, and they have certain pieces on that defense. They're always gonna be dangerous. I'm gonna be honest. I think the Bills can get Dallas. Oh, what up, they all, they, I mean, and to be honest, they they really almost had us. They 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 honestly did. I'm not even gonna front on that one. Like that game was very close. They could have won that in OT easily on that drive. Um, there was a game winning two weeks in a row. There was a game winning touchdown that a receiver dropped. Um, mm-hmm. I forgot it was Gabe Davis for the um Bills this week. Uh. He just had to. He it was MVS last week for the Chiefs. Had he right? turned the correct way? Uh huh. Yep. So two weeks in a row, we could have lost on game-winning touchdowns, and by God's grace, woohoo, we didn't. Uh, but you know, it, but it easily could have went the other way. So I don't care about that button. I saw you looking over there. <laughs> I, about that damn I had to move the wire out of the way. <laughs> you go hit. <laughs> you go hit the button this week because I'm gonna say us a lot. Uh, but yeah, so the Bills are one of those teams. Like we saw what they did to Miami, and I think Miami offensively and defensively uh, are dogs. They have dogs on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. And when the Bills are hitting, they hit. Last Monday night, they were hitting. You know what I mean? Like I mean Sunday night. Yeah. Sorry, Sunday night they were hitting. It's just it's like they say in basketball, it's how the ball bounces. Same thing in football. It's just how the wind blows that ball. So um it, and it's it's crazy I think, because I think the Bills could beat them. I think they can too. And looking at the, the Bills have they're on a bye week this week. Then they get the Chiefs. Which is good for them. Mm. They get they I'm and then they love need that, that rest. They they need that rest. So they get the Chiefs, that's then the Cowboys. That's, then they finish Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. So they must have the the Chiefs and Bills. Is that Monday night or is that like a four? Do they get the four twenty five right before the Eagles? The four twenty five. They got them at the four twenty five okay. right now. Okay, I like yeah, that. They got them at that, that game way, right now. I love that because that way, just like last week. You get the really you get a good game in the AFC with them, and then Cowboys uh, Eagles have the Sunday night that week. So and, I like that. And I'm I'm getting ready to look up the flex schedule rules because I know there's different um, there's different like rules to the scheduling and whatnot. There's only certain winter, weeks that they'll allow them allow them to schedule it, and you can't flex like two games in a row, two weeks in a row. Or I something know like winning. That. I know no matter who wins this week, they already had put that Cowboy uh they had already put that Cowboy Eagle game uh Sunday night like two weeks ago. They just mm-hmm. did because it was uh it was TBD up until then. Okay, so okay. that yeah, it was Bills, TBD up until uh, that point. That Bills Chiefs game is in week fourteen. Um, they weeks five through 14 Sunday night football can be flexed up to three times. 
I don't think they'll switch that one out though for the Cowboys so, and Eagles. Well, th- this is the thing. This is the thing. If if you got the Cowboys and the Eagles where they're still at in another few weeks at week 14, by all means, they should be the Sunday night game because that's the one and two team in the in the uh the NFC East, which is one of the those two are top heavy in that division. Let's just yeah. be honest. And they're two of the better teams in the NFC period. Whereas that's why I said- Kansas City, who's one of the top teams in the AFC, and you got the Bills who are currently fighting to get into the playoff picture. Yeah. So it's like I would rather have two playoff teams playing that primetime game than one playoff team and one, eh, I don't know if they're going to make it playoff team. And that's why I said it kind of depends on this weekend, but then it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, all right, let's say Cowboys win, Eagles lose to the 49ers, hypothetically. That makes next week's game even more important because if the Cowboys win, uh, we won the first game, they would win the second. I think record-wise, that would still tie us. I forgot how it goes as far as who would end up being. You would one. have basically you would have uh, a tie at number one, right? Uh, no, you would have a ten and two Eagles team facing a nine and three Cowboys team. Okay, and at that point. That game would really mean a lot because then that would mean for the tiebreaker, like you were saying, uh, I want to say it's division record. And then after division record, I think it's conference record. Well, if it goes by the tiebreak goes, if it goes by division record, that would put us still at the top then. Yeah, because that would. Well. Oh, it would it would tie y'all like a super tie. No, the Eagles would still be top because they have a six and zero conference record right now. And the Cowboys are five and three in the conference, so that would still put us ahead of them. Yes, that would barely okay. by like the the third tiebreaker or something like that. August. But hey, first August, we're, first, in first. we're in front of them. First is first. You know what I'm saying? First is first. Yeah, first is first. In front of them, ladies. I don't care right there. And you, yeah, you're going to have to keep it, an eye on the 49ers and the Lions, and it very too. Well, it very well could happen, though, because, like I said, that 49er defense adding um, Chase Young, they're getting a lot of players back healthy. Trent Williams is back on that O-line to protect uh, Brock Purdy. Uh, Jermaine Pup. Oh, there we go. Um, Trent Williams back on that O-line. CMC is going to be... In my opinion, the key factor, because if you look at how the Bills ran on us last week, Mm -hmm. CMC is way better than everything they threw at us running-wise. Definitely. He's going to have a field day. Easily. Now, one one other thing that I'm looking at in that matchup, too, is, you know, San Francisco likes to not only run the ball, but they like to use motion play action fakes and, and and they use a ton of different motion shifting and, those, and all kinds of stuff that secondary sucks that's what i was getting at that's exactly I kinda, what i was getting at i was hoping that we brought in uh because you know the raiders just let marcus peters go uh, yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. and then uh leonard uh shaq leonard uh he's been vis- vis- can't even talk he's visiting with us this week only so what i don't like and I kind of hate is we we're gonna get him in time for the Cowboy game, which I like more because, like I said, I feel like that I'm not downplaying the 49er game because in the long run of things, that game is important come playoff time as far as like different things. But I think the Cowboy game is more important. So getting if we do sign Shaq, 
getting him in by the weekend, having him go through the playbook, work with the right people defensively, so that way when it comes Monday, he gets that today full is going into Tuesday. the Cowboy game. If he's visiting them to tomorrow, at least by, at least by tomorrow, and he signs, I don't get know. Sign I, I don't know how much he would play on Sunday. I don't think he would. Even if he signs tomorrow. Because there's going to be a lot of paperwork, passing the physical and all of that and everything. Well, he's already – so he's already – he already passed the waiver physical. He took that one already. Um, So I don't know if he would have to take another team one because he's done the, the initial one after yeah. the Colts let him go. I can't but, remember how it works either. I'll have to find out about that. Yeah, but – I mean, I think the Cowboys not having him sign leaving, it, it says to me, and I'm not saying it just being an Eagle fan, I think anytime you have a player visit and they don't sign, look at uh, what's his name that ended up going to the Titans after he left the, he went to go visit the Chiefs. Everybody knew uh, uh, the wide receiver. I'll be drawing blanks, man. DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, yeah, D-Hop. Everybody knew D-Hop was going to the Chiefs. They they just thought it was a foregone conclusion. And when he left the Chiefs and did not sign with them and still went to go visit Tennessee, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, some, some won't write about that. Like, it was something he didn't like. I feel the same thing about Shaq Leonard. Like you said, um, Cowboys have key injuries at that linebacker position where they could use him too. Overshawn and Van Esch are both out for the season. It's something that he saw that didn't he didn't sign. Well, think, the, the thing is, I don't when, think he leaves the Eagles without signing. Well, here, here's the thing: when you look at the money, sometimes is a factor when when these guys don't sign after they. And I think we can, I think we can pay them because Cowboys really are like in the hole. Well, they, they, you can get creative with how you move and shift money around because you can shift money around certain ways and make it non-guaranteed, you know, or, or incentives or whatever, and easily hit, you know, there's, there's ways to manipulate the cap, but if a guy don't sign, you always look at the money. But then the other thing you look at is playing time and also how they're going to be used in that particular system. If a guy feels like he's not going to play and it's not worth it to him, he's not going to go there. Even if the money is right, because it's like, okay, if I take six million here and I'm gonna get a decent amount of playing time, but I don't like the way I'm being used, I could take four million here. The playing time may not be, you know, what it was cracked up to be, but I love the 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 way they're gonna use me. A lot of the time these guys will say, screw it, I'll take less money on this deal, especially, you know, mid towards the end of the season. Because I'm really auditioning for my next contract, which I yep. hopefully can get re-signed by this team or somebody else will see me and offer me a multi-year deal after that. So it's it's a lot of the time, it's not always the money. It could be the fit and the playing time and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of different layers and factors that go into that. Oh, I'm hoping we bring Marcus Peters in too. Because we could, we could use a veteran like him in that DB room. I think Marcus Peters still has a lot left in him. I'm I'm a little shocked that the Raiders let him go, but then I'm not because I think the Raiders are about to 
they're still in rebuild anyway, a little bit. But I am shocked they let him go. It's probably nine times out of ten. I think it's the financials of it. Um, well, it could also too when you think about it. He's a vet in this league, and he's. Uh, it could be a thing where it just wasn't a good fit, you know, with the new yeah. regime coming in. Or it, sometimes I know teams will cut a vet and let him try to catch on somewhere else to try to get a ring or win or go somewhere else where he can better play and be used. So there are several different factors that could have factored into that. I haven't I heard anything or speculated <coughs> anything, so I, I can can't see really him going back. On it. I can see him going back to the Ravens, too. Ravens yeah, could use him in that, in that DB room. So it's definitely. a lot for him, too, out there. Um, I also have heard rumors of us doing like we did last year, bringing Sue back in. At the same, this is about the same time last year when we brought Sue in. Um, well, the defensive lineman this year, like at one point, <coughs> I had I'm a. Shocked. I'm shocked he's still sitting at home. I had a good friend he, of mine. Well, you got to think about it. He's like he's getting up here in age too. Thirty six. So he's. A, I think he's a good person, just like we did last year, to bring in for that second half push where you've got the injuries. Where yeah, he's been sitting. But he's he thirty six. See, which is still to me is still good because he hasn't been playing. Even though he's been sitting, is good. Just like last year, he was great for us because of him sitting most of the season. He had a lot in him for that end push going into the playoffs. So I think a lot of teams are going to look at bringing him in also at that same point for that second half push going into the playoffs. But like. My thing is when you bring in guys this late in the season, like I said before, you're not expecting them to come in and make like this humongous difference. You're bringing them in for depth and you're bringing them in, you know, just to kind of usher things along. Um, But looking at some of the off the court news with the NFL this this past week, I mean, Dave Tepper got pissed off. Cuss, you know, yelled fuck loud where people could hear him leaving the locker room on, on Sunday after they lost. Very then loud. fired Frank Wright 11 games into his tenure as the head coach. Not just Frank Wright, Deuce Staley, uh, Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Yeah. I mean, Deuce, I, Deuce surprised me though. And it's so crazy because just what, a few years ago before we uh, got our coach, Deuce Staley was who everybody wanted in Philly. Which and, I, I I think he still may be a great uh, coach. I, I'm not going to take this firing as, you know, uh, detriment on, on to his To me, Deuce team. Staley is a good coach. And I know he's a good coach because he wouldn't still be coaching in the league as long as he has after his post-playing career mm-hmm. if he was not a good coach. And I just know from just like watching him, and hearing some of the things that players have said, the few little things or whatever that I've been able to, you know, hear over the years, I've never heard players complain about his coaching style or anything like that. They've always had very positive things to say. Uh, but it, the other thing is Dave Tepper is doubling down on their decision to draft uh, Bryce Young in the price that they paid for him. 
And to me, whenever an owner gets way too involved in the football side of things and he doesn't let the football people do what they do, it Jerry never Jones. ends up in a good position. It very rarely, I would say, ends up in a good position. Um, you got owners like a Mark Cuban uh, in Dallas that helps progress things and move things forward. Uh, Jerry Jones used to be one of his biggest enemies. And now he's actually turned himself, you know, in the later years into an asset again uh, because he's allowed himself to step yeah. to the side and let Steven kind of take control of things. Uh, but you also see guys like um, uh, what's his name? That Al, just Davis. To sell the, Al, uh, Davis. Um, Al Davis was uh, a detriment also to Al himself Davis. for a long time. And, and, and it, I got to get my homeboy on the pod one day because he played for Al Davis and he lo- they, they, they love Al Davis. I've heard great they things love about him. Al Davis. But great things. Uh, Dan Snyder. Uh, yep. The former owner of the, the, the ex-Redskins. He got um, in his own way a lot for years. I mean, it was, bro, it was almost like from day one, he was determined like, nope, I'm doing it like this. And I was just like, yeah, this ain't going to be good. Drafting RG3 and Kirk Cousins in what, like two three rounds? Uh, They drafted like RG3 First with and the third. number two overall pick, and they drafted Kirk in the fourth round i believe in that same draft now i'm gonna be honest with you i thought that I was a good move though personally i understand exactly i was just getting ready yeah. to say i understood the logic behind that move so i'm not gonna fault him for that but what i will fault dan snyder for is you've had in your in tenure as the owner nigga. in a nasty i mean all, all the all the nasty stuff to the side bro you've had like 347 coaches man I'm not, I, think, I, I don't even think I'm exaggerating. I think, think you I'm finally got it. Think they finally got it right, or you think uh, you know we looking at this? You think this BME team in another next season? Uh, I think this is being. I think BME was it, brought in. It, it could be for it to be his team. Once it could be, it, it, it could be could like be. A, a Buccaneer situation. How once one goes up for the next one to get in that position, I can see it being something of that sort where Ron Rivera isn't leaving. He's just going to move up into like a different role for Eric to come in. I don't think it's going to be him leaving altogether. Kind of like uh, Bruce Arians did with the Cardinals, I want to say. Uh, he also uh, did the same thing with Tampa Bay. Yeah. Where he basically... I can't recall if that was the same case with Arizona, but I know he moved into an advisory role with the Bucks, and he stepped aside, and, and Raheem Morris took over. But um, I mean, the NFL is is we got the parity that we've always wanted, and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm I'm really excited and I'm happy for that and everything. Coming down the stretch is just going to be a lot to look at. What other coaches are going to be fired? Um, you know, looking at the draft even coming up, like who's going to position themselves for what draft picks and whatnot. Um, that's something that I always tend to take a peek at. And 
One other thing before we get off the NFL and move on to some college football and all the craziness going on there. <sighs> keep an eye on down the stretch of this season. Those teams that are in like that five, six, seven range, those wild card teams and some of those, you know, that those some of those three, four teams that are the, the lower ranked division winners. If one of those teams gets on a serious winning streak and just starts looking dominant. Those are typically teams that I would say as a dark horse, I would bet on going down that final stretch heading into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Take a small futures bet on them, five ten dollars. It could turn you into a couple hundred dollars, depending on how big of an underdog they are heading into the last few weeks of the season into the playoffs. Couple thousand. You just never know. You one just point, never know. <clears throat> I'm not going to talk about it, but one point six million. See, that's why we're moving on to college football because we're not going to talk about that 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 thing that did not happen. Hey, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> hey, never. <laughs> hey, brother. Uh, you and Taylor Swift need to come together and give me my money. My money, brother. He's just not happy about missing that part. But uh, moving on. Uh, it is Tuesday night, and this time they actually have the college football playoff rankings updated while we're doing the show. They I made do. sure that before we, I pulled it up. When I saw it, I pulled it up because I was like, nah, last time I was looking for it and I couldn't find it. This time I was like, no, I'm pulling it up right now. But in the new rankings, uh, Georgia is still number one. Michigan is now number two. Uh, Mm -hmm. Washington is number three. And Florida State has joined them in the top four at number four still. And Oregon has moved up a notch at number five. Ohio State State has fallen four spots to number six. Now, the funny thing is, Ohio State could potentially, it depends. Uh, Washington has to play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Mm -hmm. Michigan's playing Iowa in the uh, Big Ten championship. Um... Georgia is playing in the SEC. I forgot who they're playing in the championship. Is it Bama? Uh, Bama, yeah. Okay. Hold up. I'm um, pulling it up right now. And Florida, doing that? Florida State is probably the only team I don't see losing. I'm going to be honest. Um, really? I think Florida State, had, even, with the, even with the backup quarterback, I think they have the easiest road into the playoffs. I'm not saying they're going to win during the playoffs, but at least to get in, they're there. Washington and Oregon is iffy because Oregon can beat Washington. And depending mm-hmm. on how bad that is, that could move Washington out of the top even six and slide Ohio State back in. Um, Michigan potentially could lose to Iowa because we've talked about this before. Iowa defensively has been dogs. I love the way Michigan played against Ohio State. I hated mm-hmm. that Ohio State lost, but I love the way they played. And after watching Bama the last couple of weeks, I think Bama could upset Georgia. This might be an upset weekend. So what what do we get? And that, uh, that if we get, get what if we that, get? 
Hold up, they let me get Ohio State, Texas, and maybe Bama uh slid up in a little further. What Let's if win. Oregon beats Washington? Uh huh. Bama beats Georgia. Uh huh. And let's just say for kicks and giggles, Iowa beats Michigan. Iowa beats Michigan. It's a shakeup. So I think at that point, if I remember correctly, it goes by strength of schedule first. No, 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 it doesn't. It goes by a margin of victory and margin of loss. Mm. Strength of schedule. That's what it is. When it's a tie like that, strength of schedule comes in, it moves. Instead of it being the main one, it moves to second. And margin of victory, margin of loss factors in at that point. You know what we get if Oregon, Bama, and Iowa all win? Chaos! (laughs) Yeah. Straight chaos. It would put Florida State at one. Because like I said, I don't see Florida State losing. I hate to say that, but Mm -hmm. it put Florida State at one. I honestly think that it moves Oregon to, and again, this is all depending on like how big the victories are. So yeah. if they're like at least a 14, I think the seven point victory doesn't move the needle, but I think at least a 14 or more does as far as like where they're going to be slid up and down. Um, Ohio States wasn't that bad. That's why they only slipped to six instead of it being further down because it wasn't a, you know, it was a loss, but they, it wasn't like they a, lost uh, to number three. And they were number yeah, two. Exactly. Which so still that, puzzles that me is in. how Georgia stayed number one when number three beat number two. But Georgia I don't know how one. close the vote or whatever was, but that'd be interesting to find out. I don't think that but I, I wouldn't have slid Georgia out just because of Michigan beating Ohio State, just because Georgia still won. And they won, they had a big win, like like as far as point wise. So mm-hmm. That still would sit them at number one because of margin of victory. Um, that was looking at their their spot. That's what I would think. Right. Looking at the AP, uh, there is a forty-five point separation between Georgia and Michigan, whereas there's like an eighty-point separation between Michigan and number three uh, Washington. See, and that's what I was thinking. It's that margin of victory over the entire mm-hmm. season. In the coaches' uh, poll, there's a 65-point differential between Georgia and Michigan, whereas there's like a 90-point difference between Michigan and Washington. Okay. So you see how, like, so how that it, Washington, it, they're closing the gap, basically. And Washington, Florida State is just as big just because, again, strength of schedule comes in at that point and margin of victory. If you look at strength of schedule, Washington has played, because, like we said, because a lot of those teams, when they played them in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. were ranked in the top 25 compared to Florida State. Hasn't played that many um, top 25 opponents, but they've won all of their games. Yeah, there's there's different. I'm trying to look for that. Um that other uh that other rankings list the one that i had last week with the uh with the strength of schedule and all of that oh here it goes okay all right when we look in that the power index 
Okay, the FPI still has the, the power index. They still have Ohio State 1, Michigan 2, Oregon 3, Penn State 4, Georgia 5. So that one, basically, it's like the way they weigh their their wins in their division, the conference. Uh, they weigh a bunch of different factors in strength of schedule and different things like that. But what I love about different little metrics and rankings and things like that is once you look at a team like strength. Okay, here we go. Strength of schedule. Michigan one, <clears throat> Washington two, Florida State three, uh, Georgia four, Ohio State five, Texas six, Alabama seven. Oregon is down at nine. Hmm. So that that's another thing, like you said, when it comes to strength of schedule and you look at stuff like that, if Oregon beat Washington, would we be surprised if let's just say that's the only upset this week, right? Oregon should get in because that's five beating three. You bump up four if four wins, two and one win, you you know, leave them where they are, and then you just slide Oregon in there. Mm-hmm. My only question is what happens with Texas at number seven? Ohio State can't do anything. I think because Ohio State still gotta play in the big twelve championship, right? I mean Texas. Sorry. Yeah, they they're playing. Um, who is it that they're playing? They're playing Oklahoma State. Mm, I'm not. Ohio, I'm not saying so, that's. I'm not saying that's a guaranteed win. I see what you're Texas, saying, though. but I see what you're saying because Ohio State does not. If you look at everybody in this uh, one through eight, we'll just go one through eight. Mm-hmm. Ohio State is the only one in there that does not have one more game right now. Right. If Let's say Texas wins, Alabama beats Georgia, Oregon beats Washington. I'm um, hypothetically Iowa beats Michigan. Michigan already beat Ohio State. They don't. They're not gonna jump Michigan. Uh, Florida State easily goes to number one because I don't. Again, I don't see them losing the ACC championship, so I'm not even gonna factor that in it could happen but i don't think so with the way they're playing and who they're playing um like you said chaos because at that point it's a real log jam of like all right we gotta get this right because this is one the last year with the four how do we make this right where nobody's upset somebody's gonna be up somebody's are gonna be upset because crazy yeah, I'm. I'm just. I'm really looking forward to how I'm this somebody, weekend is going. I, I how this weekend is going to play out. What you're saying? I actually want you know, like wait just for the so, fact of like a wild being in Wild West shootout, like because Monday so, is either well, it would be Sunday. Sunday would be ooh, that that nail biter where all the colleges, all the fans, they selection the TV Sunday. Lights. Selection Boy, Sunday. I, you think college basketball selection Sunday is going to be lit if we get some upsets this weekend? I think I'm just saying. 
I mean, the Oregon-Washington one is probably the the easiest upset that I see just because mm-hmm. – I ain't going to say that because I also, I also feel like Bama beating Georgia is an easy upset. Um, Oregon beating Washington is an easy upset. Um, mm-hmm. I think Texas can can win their game, so that's not an upset. Michigan and Iowa is the iffy one, and I can't click on it on this one, but Florida State has – they have a uh, Louisville. Easy win. Easy you think win. so? I think so. I know win. there's a lot of people. I'm not gonna lie. I think there's a lot of people rooting for Louisville. Of course, because they don't want to <laughs> get. Course. They don't want Florida State to get in there. And Louisville's uh, ten and two at number fourteen. Right. So, so one of the other things that I'm looking forward to is that we get the Pac-12 championship on Friday night. Ooh. Friday night at, at, at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. I like we get, that. We get that game. Yes. I like that. I'm digging that. I'm definitely digging that. Oh, that's my Friday night right there. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to do it anyway, but look, definitely. I'm glued. I'm going to be bored and unsupervised because she going yeah. out of town. Yeah. I'm, and I'm I think, I think, do my daughter team? Do they have games? Because she's the scorekeeper or whatever. I don't think they have games this weekend. I'm not sure. They may have a tournament or something. I like that. But yeah, Friday night, I'm I'm blue. I've always hated that Pac-12 games get like a Thursday, Friday night. I've always, I don't know why. I've always hated that. I'm cool with it this week just because, you know, but. Football. (laughs) (laughs) We get good football, too. We get a good Um, Thursday night game uh, with Dallas and uh, the Seahawks. Then we get oh, this game on Friday. Man. Oh, I, I gotta tell my I gotta tease my coworker. Her and her husband are going to Vegas. I think they leave on Saturday though. I'm like, man, y'all could have went to a better football game if y'all had left on Friday. Uh Saturday there there is going to be the uh Mountain West championship there at two o'clock in the Legion Stadium in Vegas. But um yeah, so Friday night. Uh, Saturday sets up pretty well because um, we get the uh, Big 12 championship bright and early at 11 a.m. Uh, then we get the SEC championship at 3. And then the nightcap is the the Big 10 and the ACC, both at uh, 7. I'm sorry, those are all central time because I'm looking at my paper. So it's like 12, 4, and 8, you know, Eastern time for you. Okay. Yeah, no, no, so no, the, the games the games kind of run like where you can back watch back. all of them. Yeah, yeah. The, the the really the bigger games that that affect the college football playoff basically, uh, you can watch all of those. And then in between, you got the uh, the MAC conference, uh, the Mountain West. Uh, you got the uh, AAC, and then I believe that is the Southland Conference or something. I can't remember what that one is, but yeah, you get all of those other. Uh, conference championship games smack dab in the middle of those other games so uh you got two 11 o'clock games well two 11 12s uh one two three you get one two three you get three games at the three four slot and then you get two games at the seven eight slot so you got multiple games at every single time slot on this saturday for college football and they're all championship games and they Uh all mean something uh, because even some of those other teams like Miami and uh, Toledo, Miami of Ohio, I'm sorry, and Toledo playing for the um, 
Mid American, I believe it is conference championship. Like one of those teams is going to go to a better bowl game than the other one. Uh, cause okay. I believe that they're both, yeah, they're both bowl eligible cause Miami is 10 and two and Toledo is 11 and one. So you got two Mac teams that are probably fighting to see who gets to that better bowl game because that payout is going to be so much better winning the Mac championship and going to the better bowl game for those mid major teams. I was about uh, to say most of those, term. most of those mid majors always are going to have a, uh, Dog fights as far as like in a conference championship games, so those little games be better than the big ones sometimes. Like people don't be paying attention to them because they're not ranked as higher or the schools not mm-hmm. as bigger. But a lot of time, I've watched Division Two games that were amazing. I've watched the H- bro Division Two, uh, Division Three, bro, the all Virginia Union and Virginia State game uh, before the. What is that? What are they in? The MIAC? I think it is still. No, they're in the. Um, the uh, I, I, I think that's it. I'm not sure. I, I keep forgetting. That too. But that that game to go to the championship game was better than the actual championship game that Virginia Union won. Their game against State was even better than the game that they got playing in the championship. So. A lot of times those lower those lower schools, those HBCU schools, they'll it's a lot it's a lot more dog fight sometimes with them than it is with a lot of other schools. Than the bigger ones. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like uh matter of fact, this past Saturday watching the Bayou Classic with Southern and Grambling. Yep. At one point, Southern was up and then they let Grambling come back. And I was like I was getting ready to send a text message to a couple of Grambling people that I know and fire off some tweets, and I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because I, I know how this game goes. Mm-hmm. And both teams are fighting to be bowl eligible or make it to the the, the, the little uh, the playoff or whatever. They're fighting to make the playoff and everything, and it's just like, damn, like I know something – the stupid is going to happen. But I was like, nah, let me just at least type this up. And I'm, I was doing something. I said, I'll hit send in a second. I'm so glad I never hit send. Because I think right. Southern, Grambling ended up coming back and Southern ended up winning by like less than a touchdown. I think it was like a four-point game or something like that. And Man. I think they needed an interception or something. It was something crazy. But Grambling started coming back and I was like, man, I am so glad. I didn't fire off them tweets and stuff. Oh, that's why Professor was mad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he, he was double the, he L was one of the targets that I was going to go at. Look, double L weekend. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, college, your college lose, your your NFL and lose. your NFL team both lose. And the fashion that they lost. Both of them. The Bills was up. And they should have came. They should have won that game and lost it. They should have. And Grambling was down, made the miraculous, the, the valiant, I won't say miraculous, but valiant comeback and just couldn't complete the comeback. So it's like you got your heart broke on Saturday, then you got your heart broke on Sunday. I'll be there. Or Monday. That game Monday? No, that was the Sunday night game. That was the Sunday. Was yeah, Sunday. my bad. I'm, I'm... Well, it was the four, it was the 425 on Sunday. Yeah, that's right. It was the, the later game on Sunday. You sure right. Yeah. You sure right. Yeah, but uh, other news in college football. Um, Texas A&M fired Jimbo Fisher 
and then hired. Oh gosh, yeah, his name was very hard. Hold up, let's see. I know myself, and I pride myself on not being a dummy and messing stuff up. But I know, like, I'll screw it up. And uh, uh, I know Syracuse he used to end coach up hiring the. Uh, did Syracuse end up hiring the defensive Mike back coach? Elko. I don't know why. Because of AC Delco to car parts. I'm guaranteeing you that's what it was. But it's Mike Elko. Okay. Um, now, the other crazy thing that happened to me in college football, low-key, and I don't think I've seen a whole lot of people talking about this. Bobby Petrino is going back to Arkansas as their offensive coordinator. Oh, wow. Now, if that's, you don't yeah, understand that's why that's significant, two couple of things. Bobby Petrino was the head coach at Louisville when he had Louisville rolling, right? Mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater and all of that good stuff. He took the job at the Falcons. Was not going well at all. It wasn't. I want to say after the 13th or 14th game of the season, decided to leave them uh, Dear John letters in their lockers to say that he's (laughs) leaving the Falcons and taking the head coaching job at Arkansas. He goes to Arkansas and starts to turn the program around. Uh, then gets into a motorcycle accident with an intern on the back of his motorcycle. It gets even worse because I believe Mr. Petrino was married at the time. And you're not supposed to have interns on the back of your motorcycle, number one. Not the the intern. Not the intern. And then you ain't supposed to have interns on the back of the motorcycle if you're married, number two. It's a conflict of interest morally and professionally. By Petrino, subsequently got fired from Arkansas, uh, went to muddle around college football, wherever he was doing, and now he's back at Arkansas as the OC. Which is very interesting. Very, very dope, but very interesting. Ladies you usually and don't see a head coach like that become a coordinator. You don't see a guy embarrass the hell out of himself and his program and get rehired. That don't happen. That don't happen. Um, I mean, hey, if, if this, should, this should tell you anything, this should tell you, like, this country believes in second chances. Do that. And as long as you're really good at something – you probably got a second chance. You have to be really, really good at something, though. Trust me, they believe in it. I I was talking to my girl just like last night, and I was showing her something on Instagram. A, a good friend, uh, well, not a good friend, a guy that I went to school with, uh, high school and college. You know, things took a turn. It went the way they went, and now he's bounced back. And it's like, it's a great story because it shows like, you know, hey, you know, you can bounce back from anything. And he definitely had a bounce back story and I'm happy for him. And 
he's doing something that he's always loved that he's been, been always been very passionate about i know since i've always known him uh so it's kind of cool a uh, guy i went to high school and college with uh tony converts uh he's on a pit bull and parole now um okay yeah okay. so she was like wait you know him i was like yeah i went to high school and i went to Tulane with him for a year 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 and a half whatever until i lost my scholarship and then he had his situation and we both just kind of left <laughs> but anyway um just some crazy stuff happening in college football with a lot of hirings and firings and things like that towards the end of the season. Um, uh, the kids are home because Max is going crazy right now. If y'all hear a dog barking in the background, he, he is top flight security of the house. Um, Sloan is hollering about Tulane. Hey, Tulane may Tulane! be about to lose Willie Fritz. Tulane! Tulane! Like, what, oh, what up, Dre? What up, Dre? Uh, Tulane may be about to lose Willie Fritz. Or no, I believe Tulane is is they're eleven and one now. Uh, give me one second. Let me pull up the rankings again because I know they're still ranked. I believe they're yeah eleven and one. Yep, eleven and one. They're eleven and one Rank right 22. now. Twenty-two. Yeah, so they, they they are playing SMU. Shout shout out delivery in the conference championship. 12 and 0, uh, in the top twenty-five too. Yes, big shout out to Liberty for that twelve and zero. Um, JMU being between, also. Yeah, exactly. That uh, that AAC championship between Tulane and SMU should be a good game because uh, I want to say SMU still throws the ball around a good bit. Uh, yeah, their quarterback has uh, Stone has thirty two hundred yards passing, twenty eight touchdowns, six picks. So Ooh, you can good see, good yeah, exactly. You can see that that's going to be one of those games. That's the three o'clock game. Honestly, honestly, I'm gonna be watching that one and trying to keep an eye on Georgia Bama. I think I'm gonna have the two TVs going with those two games at yeah, three o'clock. Because I think I'm gonna set up the iPad for one and have a TV going for the other one. Yeah, because I got a, I got a new TV. I don't know if I showed y'all this in the chat, but I got a new TV. Yeah, I, oh, I know how you showed me. And it's huge. I didn't realize how huge it was until, like, I was cooking. And I was like, hey, I could be in any part of the kitchen and still see every angle of this TV clearly. Like, that. that's a big-ass TV. Um, But, you know, I, and, I, and I always like to have the other one going so I can kind of keep – because – I'm telling you, if I'm trying to keep up with a game on my phone and the TV, I'm gonna be looking more at my phone. I'm the same way, and and I can't I can't do it because it's gonna start to drive me nuts, and then I'm gonna ignore one, and then I'm gonna be mad because I'm not paying I attention usually, to both of them. So. <clears throat> I usually try to keep my phone open so that way I can tweet, Facebook, you know, do all of that. So I usually have the iPad. Sometimes my laptop dependent, but mostly right. my iPad and the TV. And, like, I have two games on the TV so I can just hit, you know, previous and go back and forth. And then whatever the main one I kind of want to focus on for that third one, I'll have on the iPad or something. So it'll probably be the same thing this weekend for the most part, just to catch some of those lower games. So, wait. So, real quick, shout out to – I can't remember – if it was my son or my daughter, it was one of them. 
Shout out to the kids for showing me that the cable has the um it's like this little sports app thingy. Ah, I press yes. this one button mm-hmm. and it'll pull up like the scores and stuff of the other games in different leagues and whatnot. So uh, like what cable, what cable do you have? Uh Xfinity. Xfinity has that and uh direct TV does too because that's what yeah we got. direct TV, yes. They and do. it pulls up the scores on the side of the yeah, TV. Because I remember when I used to have Direct TV, Direct TV used to always have different little features and stuff like that. Like they've had it for the mm-hmm. longest. Everybody else is starting to catch up to direct to what they used to do. But I'll pull up that score app or whatever, and I'll watch the scores of the other games on that, have a game on that same TV, and then on the other TV, you know, be streaming something through uh the PlayStation or whatever. Uh, my laptop, if there's a third game or something to watch, I'll do that too because there's literally been times where there's like football and wrestling on or football and basketball or a lot of the times like in the summer, I was watching like baseball and wrestling or like there was something else on. There's always something else. So I'm always like trying to tune into everything I can and just keep up with as much as I can. But in looking at a lot of the different sports and different things that's just going on, um, one of the other things that came up uh, as far as the NBA is concerned, just like today, literally like not long before we got on air, uh, Mark Cuban. Yes. Mark Cuban is a, is a, is a, is a, is a genius when it comes to the business world, right? Cuz we we talking about a guy who he got in on the ground floor of the tech thing and made literally billions, millions and billions or whatever off of just tech. And he bought into the Dallas Mavericks and I believe it was 200 and 85 million is what he spent, right? Yes. Okay. 285 is what he paid in the year 2000 about the Dallas Mavericks. 23 years later, he doesn't even sell all of it. He sells the majority majority stake. Just the majority of it. Not all of it. The majority of it. Where he still owns and going to make some bread. But he ain't got control anymore. And check this out for three point five billion with a B. Did you uh were you able to find out who he sold it to? Uh it was give me a second, I gotta pull it back up. It he also was, you know I didn't know he also left Shark Tank. Uh yeah, he left Shark Tank as well after I believe it's 16 seasons. Um, but it was some sort of tycoon something that he sold it to some some other okay here it goes yeah yeah uh miriam adelson and casino tycoon the adelson family is who bought it i feel like that's who owns uh, uh, in, in sham sharania uh NBA insider called it he, he in his suite he said in one of the most unique setups in NBA history 
Cuban keeps shares in the team and full control of basketball operations. Ah, so okay, imagine so that. That that it's was kind of like what uh, kind of like what Dana White did with a uh, UFC, UFC, where he exactly. still controlled and ran UFC, similar to what WWE just did with uh, with Endeavor, where Endeavor owns majority. They created the TKO group, but WWE is still handling day-to-day operations as far as who they have in charge. Uh, which exactly. Is triple, which is, uh, no, uh, Nick Khan. Sorry. Nick Khan and is triple H. Yeah, CEO and Triple H is COO. Yeah, so. But one of his still, titles as COO is head of creative. Yeah. We're going to get into that in a second because there's some interesting stuff going on over there. Just touch on it. Um, but in the that NBA though, interesting. Like that, uh that this little tournament uh is starting to pan out to be all right. Lakers 4 0 in the tournament. Uh the Bucks have won tonight, so they are now 4 0 in the tournament. Uh because yep. they beat uh, uh Miami. I think they're the only two undefeated teams in the tournament uh, as far as in their brackets. Very interesting. I still don't understand the fucking tournament. I really don't. I still don't. But it's been great <laughs> basketball. Uh, the floors look amazing. I ain't gonna lie. Every every team has had uh, some dope-ass um, like floors. That Miami one tonight was pretty lit. I like the Laker one. Uh, I think the Suns is... I want to say Suns, Utah... And maybe Denver, I like the most. That Suns floor was kind of fire. The Hornets one was lit too. Pretty much everybody. I ain't gonna yeah. All of them have had some dope. Though they should keep them, not just for the tournament. I think they should keep those floors going forward. Well, here's the thing, and I, I get why they're doing the different floors and whatnot because you want to give a different feel to the tournament right you want to separate it and let people know like this game is different this game it means a lot because it's an nba regular season game yes but it it means something else to these teams to this league to everything else and the good thing about it is is that the players are taking it serious they're not um just like ah, oh well whatever is this stupid tournament Eh, whatever they're still regular season games, but they count towards the in-season tournament. And so it kind of has that little added incentive. Um, as of right now, the Pacers, the Bucks, Celtics, and Lakers have all clinched their groups. And you have the... Uh, Groups B and Group C are still up for grabs. So it works like this thing has more of a bragging rights thing. I don't think the winner Pretty of the in-season tournament gets like a uh, – I don't think money. they even get like a – yeah, it's money and like a little trophy or something like that. Like, you know, I mean, it, it's it's a cool idea. My thing is, okay, you have a cool idea for the NBA to get people more interested in the mundane regular season because it's 82 games long over the course of, what, five months or whatever? Great. How about you put a playoff spot on the line? 
like the team that wins this in-season tournament is guaranteed like a six seed in the playoffs. Like they won't have to play in the play-in or whatever. But or let's like say whoever wins it or something. Uh, do something. Let's say whoever wins it also ends up being like the like hypothetically. Let's say they end up being having the best record in the NBA and end up being number one seed. At that point, mm-hmm. the tournament made no sense. That's why I don't like the end season part of it because we already got the 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 tournament at the end of the season to make the playoffs. Like I, I just too many. Which is crazy to me you, because you're a soccer fan. Which is, but it the soccer ones always make more sense because it's like you'll play your regular season games, kind of similar to this. You'll have a game here, play your regular season game there, play your regular season. Uh, but it, I don't know, it's weird because soccer has three or four different tournaments within the season going through yeah. it. But those tournaments have nothing to do with, like, all right, let's use, like, the Premier League. They'll have three other tournaments going on throughout the Premier League season, but those tournaments have nothing to do with Premier League seeding because I've seen where a team could win all the in-season tournaments that soccer has and still lose in the Premier League. They could be four, five, six in the Premier League, and it means nothing because – those tournaments and cups are separate from what the Premier League does. That's similar to what the NBA is doing, where this in-season tournament, you get nothing. You get a little trophy saying that you won that, which is fine. It's just weird for basketball. This is the first year they're doing yeah. it. You know what I mean? So I think I think what's going to happen is, is it, it, it's something they're trying going forward it out. that could be dope. Yeah, they're trying it out. And they're seeing how it's going. And they're trying to draw more interest and eyes on the game, which I get. I just think that if they put some more incentive to it, then the the half a million dollars each for the winning team playing the final in Vegas on December 9th. And if, if they go ahead and put a playoff incentive to this, along with the monetary incentive, I think that that'll make it even more meaningful than what it is right now. And I'll say the games have been competitive. Nobody's taking like a night off. Like everybody's been playing hard. So it means something. You know what I mean? Like guys aren't looking at it like, oh, this is some bullshit. I ain't even about to show up and play. You know, it's whatever. Like they're really going hard on the court. So, um, again, it kind of goes back, like I was saying, with soccer. Look how – the Lakers are four and zero, but in the regular season, can't buy a win. And you, it doesn't make sense. But soccer is the same way because I've seen, again, we'll use the Premier League. I've seen a lower team win like the Caribou Cup, mm-hmm. but in the Premier League, they're like somewhere between ten and fourteen in the rankings, but they just won the Caribou Cup. But in danger of getting relegated in the Premier League. Exactly. So it's crazy, like. It it can it, it's a weird thing. Usually, most time people who win those cups aren't the top teams all the time, because most of the time they use those cups to play their other players. Sometimes. Mm. Now, like I said, I, pro- so I would on. prefer 
see, we moved on to NBA, but J- so JMU is, I thought they were not bowl eligible because of them just get, wasn't it because of them just getting in division one? Yeah, they must have appealed it and something must have ruled it, but I didn't think that they were bowl eligible. Because I thought like two weeks ago, the whole it was the whole fuss about them. We talked about that not, because remember, yeah, not they, being bowl it was eligible. them and I think it was one other school. Because they just went to Division One this year, I think it was. This is their first year in Division One, and by some weird old rules, they're not uh, they're not able to just send. Okay, hold on. I'm Let's see. Dre just sent the screenshots. They are eligible according to Yahoo Sports. Uh, the Dukes were denied Dukes exemptions denied twice by the NCAA as a second year program, but were granted a bowl game without the. Because oh, that's right. That's why because there aren't enough bowl eligible teams to fill all ah. the bowl slots and all the three hundred and eighty two bowls that they have. I'm sorry, two hundred and eighty two bowls that they have. So you need uh five hundred and sixty four teams. So if you only got five hundred and sixty teams that are bowl eligible then some of those teams that aren't bowl eligible, you need to put them in there. Ah, so by technicality. By technicality. But that's and dope for them, though, because they have had an amazing fucking season. They I deserve to be there. I love it. Here's the thing, though. This is where I got to be fair and balanced. When I looked at why the NCAA does this, right, they do it because they the way they explain it is they want to make sure that that team moving up to the next level can is ready. Uh, they're ready and not just ready on an athletic standpoint but on a support and a and a and a, and a, uh, a program standpoint uh they want to make sure that the compliance is there that the student athlete support is there um that the program has the sustainability to not only move up to that next level, but be able to financially sustain staying at that next level. I was going to say, because you got to pay for travel. Yes. And it's not just the players. You got to, you got to ascend the band. You, you got, got staff and everything else. Yep. And so it's, I get that. it's a huge expense. And I know Dre is very passionate about this. He's saying the NCAA is being petty. They shouldn't have denied him to begin with. But the reason why they bump teams up a level and they I put on that probationary period is to make sure that they're going to be able to sustain being at that level or they're going to have to them back down. Yeah. Right. So that makes sense. That make, When you're explaining it like that, that makes sense. Yeah. And that that's I, – I used to always, like – because the NCAA has a history for just doing shitty things and just being a shitty organization just to dumb shit. Just to be be quite honest, right? But uh, like for example, a coach uh got suspended or a game sticking away, or whatever, for buying meals for a kid and like different stupid shit like that. But when I see them say, hey, you know what? We need to make sure that your sustainability and viability at this at this level is something that we can, you know, see past just the short term. I get it. I get it. However, when you have a team whose athletic performance above and beyond exceeds everyone else's around them, 
you should give them a shot. And I'm glad, in a sense, that there weren't enough six-win teams in order to fill these bowl slots. So they had to give them a bowl slot. I'm, I'm with it all the way. All the way. Um, there wasn't really anything super eventful in college basketball, though. Nah, nothing... Uh... Oh, the other NBA thing. I'm sorry. I knew it was something else. Um, LaMelo Ball is now out for an extended period of time. He is. Not sure how long, uh, but um, they just got everyone healthy, and now he's out for weeks. Uh, it says multiple weeks with an ankle sprain. Um, it, it's, it's crazy because they, they literally just got a couple guys back. Uh, Nick Richards, Cody Martin, Frank Nitalina, Lakina, Nitalina. I keep, I've always butchered his name. I'm about to say I mess his name up all the time. Nitalina. There we go. Uh, they, they, yeah, they just got all those guys back. And now Lamelo goes down with an injury. And but that just—I think now, like we we were talking about it earlier, it's just time for everybody else to step up. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're getting people back at the right time, but now it's time for others to to step up big time. So, uh, Ish Smith, Terry Rozier, Brandon Miller, especially Brandon Miller—all those guys are going to have to step up now. Side note to this. The other part that's kind of concerning for me with this whole situation, and this goes more due to the long-termness of his career, this was the same surgery. I mean, same ankle. I want to say LaMelo had surgery on last season, Hmm. which he only played in 33 games last season. When they shut him down early. Right. So you had surgery on that ankle and got shut down. And then you come back, you're playing well, because I want to say he was averaging like 25 and eight assists or something like that. You come back, and now you sprain the same ankle you just had surgery on. Yeah, he was averaging 25, 24.7 points, five and a half rebounds, 8.2 assists on 44.3% field goal shooting. Not bad field goal percentage. It could be a little bit better, but I mean, he's a guard. He's mainly, mainly perimeter based. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dre, the in season tournament, we were just talking about it. It matters simply because it doesn't. There's still regular season games that count towards your regular season standings, but it's just a money grab and a, and a, a trophy thing, basically, as of right now. There are no playoff yeah. implications or anything if you win the tournament. So, as of right now, it's just, it's just a, a, I don't know, just a tournament to add extra interest into the regular season. That's that's why it matters, great. Pretty much. <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I can't fluff it more than that for you right now. But I put it to you like this: 
if you're one of the if you're if your guy like 10 through 15 because an NBA roster has 15 guys uh, up to 15 guys and three are typically inactive per game because you can only have 12 active in the game. But if your guy like 10 through 15 and you're not making much money, that half a million dollars. That's a whole hell of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So when you say what does it really matter? That's a whole that's a good chunk of change for a lot of guys in the league. Uh so there there is something there to it. Uh you get a cool trophy too. So there's always that. I think you missed it, Dre, but we were saying it's like it's not too different in soccer and they're in in season tournaments. And because this is the first year, I've I've I'm guessing, you know, in a few years it's gonna it's going to look better. It's going to sound better. Like all of it is just going to be better in general. You know, it, it, yeah, that's the only thing I can really think of. Uh, that's about as, it. As of right now, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a dope tournament. If you win, cool. You got bragging rights that you won that tournament. You don't win the NBA championship. You know, nobody cares. Uh, unless you're a lower team and it's like, all right, we won this. This is something to look forward to going into the offseason, going into next year. So, but that's about it. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's cool to see something like that just to see like how they go about handling different things and whatnot. But I like that they're at least forward thinking and trying to consider something that could draw more interest onto the product. So that's always cool to me. I, I, I just, I love to see that kind of thing uh, come about. Um, there was not really a whole, whole lot of other yeah. sports, sporting events and things like that, that kind of, Took our Some interest. Dope, dope things happen in soccer. A um, couple wins. Uh, some World Cup qualifiers that went on. Not not a lot in sports. F1 race. Uh, did we touch on that last week? I think we did. Yeah, yeah we did because we, did. Uh, we talked about how they had to pause the race for a second. I think we talked about it. Did we hit on that when they had to uh, stop the race for a second because of the um, the manhole covers or whatever? Oh, I didn't know about that. I watched yeah. the, I watched some of the races from this past weekend. They were in, uh, oh, where were they at? They were somewhere like in Egypt or somewhere like Africa or something like that. Yeah, it was. I got them. It was pretty crazy, but I know for a fact one of the other things that happened in soccer. Uh, I'm trying to pull it. Here it goes. Oh, Highland. Highland. Youngest player to reach 40 Champions League goals. Fastest player to reach 40 Champions League goals. Him and Alec, him and, I was about to say, <laughs> him and Harry Kane. Damn, that was crazy. Him and, <laughs> him and Harry Kane have been killing it in, for their respective teams this year. Setting records. Records neither one of them have done before. Like they're just having amazing seasons uh, in their uh, respective leagues for their respective teams right now. Uh, Highland for Man City and um, 
Harry Kane for um, uh, Bayern Munich, FC Bayern Munich. So definitely, yes. definitely dope years. Now, the difference is, is that Kane is a grizzled vet who's 30 years old. Grizzled young veteran. And Holland is the hot young, you know, up and comer who's only 23 right now. So him. Soccer's at an amazing place. I want to say that. Like, bro, you have to look at some of these young players. You got Mbappe, who's only 24. You have Highland, like you said, is 23. Even Harry Kane at 30. Like that, that 20 to 30 age range is so like we it's crazy. And most soccer players peak out around like 34, 35, 36 at the latest. You'll catch a couple goalies that'll go into their 40s. Um, most key positions usually 36 to 37, possibly. Um, a lot of times they'll play for the national. I'm gonna say early 30s higher. is when you their early 30s is when to me, soccer players like that mid 20s. I'm sorry, late 20s, early 30s is when you're at your absolute peak. Yeah. And most that of the time to me you is probably, like you're that's you like out your apex when you're five thirty-six ish. Yeah, when 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 to me, when a soccer player gets to their mid thirties, there's only been a handful or so in the history of the game who have gone into their mid thirties and still maintained an extreme high level of play. Not just saying that they're in their mid thirties, but. Can you be in your mid thirties and be a consistent contributor in the Premier League on a contender? The only thing I can say about that is, unless you've been a Messi, a Ronaldo, a um, uh, Beckham, you know what I mean. Like majority of the time, they've already moved on to the next young phenom. So unless you've already been a proven, you know, vet like that, and Messi left and came to America, you know what I mean? Ronaldo's out in the desert. Uh, Neymar is pretty much done for the most part, uh, sadly, because of, you know, injuries. Yeah. um, I feel really bad for him, too. They usually move on to the, the next young 18 and the way soccer is, which is amazing, the next 16-year-old, that's killing exactly. it. Exactly. 17-year-old, that's killing it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, that 16 to 20 usually has some amazing players that they see the potential in them now, and they go, they get them ready and start grooming them, uh, whether it's the youth club or if they're with the senior team, to, you know, set their careers up going forward. And, um, and I really think that PSG has been. I think PSG has done a really great job of that because when Neymar was there, they had uh, Mbappe coming in like right at the end of Neymar leaving. Mbappe was coming in at that 17-18 from the youth squad. Uh, right now they got uh, I can never say his name. Uh, he has the weird, like, two name. But him coming in now, even though Mbappe is at that 23, he's hit the senior. I, I'm about to look it up because it's going to kill me. Um, 
PSG. But the the way the thing that I've noticed about a lot of the high level soccer teams is the ones that are able to constantly reload, 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 reload. Warren Zaire Emery, a young player. He's 20. He is. I hate this. The thing that I've noticed about he's only high level European soccer 17 teams, right now. The thing that I've noticed about high level European soccer teams and, and just high level soccer across the world in general. Teams that are able to constantly reload, their youth programs are not only good, but their scouting programs are also good because they're able to identify players on other youth teams that they can bring into their system that may better fit their system for what they particularly like to do. Uh And that's why you'll see like some of these teams pay a decent transfer fee for some of these teenagers, like you call them to come into their program and to get them more acclimated and to get them indoctrinated in what they do and how they go about doing things and the fitness and training and nutrition and whatnot. And that's how they're able to constantly reload and keep going. But if you really want to hear more about like soccer and in-depth soccer talk and whatnot, tune into the Shogun soccer sit down. I think I got that one right this time. Yep. On the network, um, A Hunt and them, I think last week's episode, they did the uh, David Beckham documentary. Yeah. Uh, I know they got something else, some other things planned coming up. Um, but I got to find the time to uh, lend my expertise also because I was A-Hun just getting ready to soccer. say, like, Amazing. I I I be like I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I be in like a lot of the times with my friends that talk soccer. I just shut up and listen because I don't know enough. Like I know enough to ask questions, but I don't know enough to comment in the back and forth. So when like my coworkers or Keys and Ahun or whatever, when they're talking soccer, I'm just like, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm not. Let me write this down because I might need right because even me <laughs> when Ahun bro when A. I gets to going like he did yesterday. Yeah, in the chat. I'm sitting yeah. there like reading. I'm right down because exactly. he's still he know he's he's much more well versed than I am. So even for me, I'm it's a lot of stuff I don't know that I get from him, and I'm I'm just like an open book. Like yo, okay, 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 because he breathes ball as he calls right. it. You right. know what I mean? Like he like for me, I'm like that with basketball. I'm like that with football. A little baseball, but like the way he is right. with with foot with soccer, he he's super well versed. Same as Dre with uh with, with uh, lacrosse. lacrosse. I was just getting ready to say I'm glad I you learned it up too. I, I learned so much. I'm I'm interested in lacrosse now. Prior to meeting Dre and becoming friends with Dre, I could give two fucks about lacrosse. I'm beyond signing go exactly. I ain't gonna front. I'm not gonna front like I was the biggest lacrosse. I didn't know shit about lacrosse. I thought lacrosse was stupid. I'm not gonna lie, I did. But I've gained a level of respect for lacrosse, and I've learned so much about lacrosse from mm-hmm. Dre's passion about lacrosse, and actually paying attention and listening, you know, to him talk about it. So, right, Bruh, it, It's been like it's been a journey. Like I'll never forget one of the first uh, pods Dre did 
it was a watch along uh with me him and sloan i remember and i want to say it was the ncaa championship from this year and we did a live watch along mind you sloan and i have never really watched lacrosse paid attention like i vaguely knew of it and i knew i didn't really know the rules i just knew like it was a stick you had a ball you had to throw it into the goal or whatever i knew basic very 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 basic stuff sloan you know played college football i played basketball we're not nowhere near the, the sport of lacrosse the way Dre introduced us to it and explained us, explained it to us. When you go back and you watch that video now, it's crazy to see how much we knew watching it for the very first time and how much we were able to pick up on and follow along simply because of the way he explained it to us and the way he introduced the game to us before we even got on the air. And doing that live, it was so much fun because I was like, damn, you know, like I really see how this goes now and I see how things work. And it's just interesting when you see everyone else's passions and their interests and whatnot. And it all comes together in this one big melting pot. and We just kind of like talk it over and help one another and everything. Um, but. I mean, just this week in sports, there's just been so much going on. Um, we even had uh, uh, David Benavidez, uh, TKO um, Andrade, and now he's looking for a fight against Canelo. Um, but I knew I knew that was going to happen, though, man. Uh, that was that was that that was another fight that you had brought up. I think last and then, week or uh, last or whatever that little, we needed to pay attention to. Little brother lost to uh, Charlo. Right, that, that I knew one. it was another one. Okay, see, little this little is brother where lost I was to confused at, and to I meant to text you. Yeah, I meant to text you the other night. I was like, wait a minute. I watched some of it. I caught the highlights. Uh, I slept. I was sleep Saturday night, but I caught the highlights of it. Um, it was a good fight. Uh, Jamal showed, you know, he's back. He's ready. Mm -hmm. I think he's got the mental. Uh, aspect of things under control for the most part to be back in the ring and and look focused um because you know he was going through a lot you know mental health wise yeah uh relationship wise spiritually all of that family so he looks like he's back um still undefeated still a dog so um, and, a lot's been going on, man. Devin Haney's in the news a lot. He talked too much. Man, him and Regis Progra, that that's that game. That, I mean, I'm sorry, that game. That fight, I saw what they did, like a little sit-down face-to-face. He talks too much, man. And Regis I, called him out. Regis I don't like Devin out. Haney. Regis said, Devin, hey, you got 15 fact, knockouts. Who have you really knocked out? Let me look at the, the thing my homeboy put up. Because he, he – and I'm – I want to have like a, a, a going into that uh, that fight. I think that week I'm gonna see if my homeboy uh, Kenny is available. And I know you say you have a homeboy that's well versed yeah. in uh, boxing. Also, might oh, say yeah. we can get both of them on together. It's gonna be funny as hell because Kenny, I told you, Kenny is a country nigga from Mississippi. Boy, he go. It's funny, but he's very well. He, he's very well oh, versed. Oh, 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 in, uh, I just didn't know you were gonna warm it up. I'm I'm looking at my side. I didn't realize he. This cake that I baked, 
he likes to warm his up. And it just okay. kind of threw me off because I'm like, you normally just eat the piece of cake by cut it and eat it. You like his warm, evidently. Um, but the, here the, it is. When, it when, pretty when, much when, was saying that uh, Devin Haney hasn't fought anybody younger. Okay, it's that, pretty that's much saying kinda... you look at his uh, his opponents. Regis Pro uh, Progress is 34. Lomachenko mm -hmm. 35, 36. Mm -hmm. Linares was 36. Mm -hmm. Gamboa 39. And he's ducking all the young guys. He's ducking the tanks. He's ducking the Shakurs. He's ducking. The, he's ducking those guys in his age range. In my opinion, Kenny says he sent Shakur a contract. Shakur said the offer wasn't enough, and he don't think he um, he would have fought him if he signed it. Mm -hmm. He called Tank out. They said Haney doesn't have a name. It isn't a big fight. He got in the ring with Ryan after a fight. Ryan said he was save, he was saving Haney for last. So is it? So he's pretty much Kenny was pretty much saying Haney's not ducking him. He's like, hey, what's up? They're ducking Haney, but I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. Shakur last fight won't the best, but Shakur also said his last fight won't the best. He said, I know it won't. He said, I did enough to win. He, I did exactly what I needed to do when I won. That's all that matters. It wasn't a, 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 a it wasn't one of those performances like I I dominated this. What's up? It was more like, eh, do I want to fight you? Look how you looked. Mm -hmm. So but I definitely uh going into those fights uh in December, those big fights, um I definitely wanna wanna have a little boxing joint. Uh hopefully that's not a slow period in sports, or I'm hoping it kind of is a little bit. Uh, where we can focus on that to have those guys on, but hey, I know that also. Minimum, Kenny's also do. Kenny's good in all sports, so I ain't gonna say it's just boxing. He's just very well versed in boxing, though. But what we could do, and I thought about this this past weekend, uh, well, with the holiday and everything else, we could probably do like a pop up live or a space or something like that. Some watch along type of something. We could yeah, do yeah, something. We can always do like a. We gonna plan episode. something because like we we really record Tuesday, Wednesday. We might be able to do like a Thursday one. That's what I'm saying. We might be able to something, do like a double, Thursday. It might be a something week. or like let's say Sunday or something or Saturday night. Something. When something. Were those we, we gonna do something. We gonna figure it out. When though. were those uh those heavyweight fights with uh. Oh, that's I believe December twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Joshua. give me one second. Let me pull up the schedule. I had the thing. I don't know where. I believe it's December twenty third. I remember we were talking about it like last week. Um, yeah, I believe it's the twenty third because ESPN doesn't have it on their list, but there, there's definitely fights in. Uh, it's it's in December, but yeah, like there there's just so much going on. In yes, December it's December twenty third. That's what I thought. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, but yeah, there's there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Like Dre just sent us this thing with some some guys in the NHL messing with somebody's mom or something like that. 
I don't know. I, I, I didn't see it. It didn't pop up. But anytime you get guys messing with another guy's mom, whether they're just guys in the league together or, or even worse, if they're teammates, like that's that makes it even worse. But that's something <laughs> that definitely needs to be looked into. Hey man, who 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 who's in the wrong here? Is it the is it the teammate or the mom? <laughs> now wait, see that's where it's a matter of opinion. Because I, I feel like it's the mama. I feel like as a teammate, yeah, we teammates. But once we graduate, nine times out of ten, how often are we gonna get back together, hang out? Were we really that cool? We couldn't but wait. Been, I just smacked your mama. Like, but oh, but wait, know. here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Dre just said the guy just got dismissed because of because it. it's conduct detrimental to the team. It caused a, a, a bingo a uproar with the team and dissension and you know all of that stuff. So bingo, bingo. If like, you think I about it, something and that's I guess which what's his I name saw got the headline that, earlier that said somebody oh, from the Blackhawks whatever whatever dismissed for something. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't. I saw the headline, and I saw. I was just like, oh, well, maybe he did some stupid ass shit. Like he probably said some shit that was offensive to somebody, or something like that, maybe, or like he was drunk or something. Like that's what I'm thinking. And then when Dre sent this screenshot and this link, and I'm just like, oh wait, it was way crazier than what I originally thought. Like, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe we. Maybe we need to also that shows he <laughs> also it, it shows also it shows he ain't that important to the team for real for real because it's like if he bro. was to be honest they would have they would have been like hey bro y'all gotta work that out on your own y'all gotta work that out <laughs> tell your look, mama stop coming is more games. important to the team that's the one that's gonna stick around whoever's the tell least yo, important to the to the to the process you get out of here tell your mama stop coming to the games wearing them skimpy tight outfits man so what's her name? What was it? Who who was it? What's his name? Uh, uh, Bernard, Connor, Connor Bernard Bernard and, and uh, what's his name? Corey Perry. Connor so we come to the part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, where honestly, this this whole part of the this last part of the show, this was my idea because typically there's something always that chaps my hide that burns my grits whatever 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 hey when it comes to the rants right i might can understand why <laughs> i ain't gonna hold you oh also the player that the guy who did it he's older uh-huh. he's not a younger player the player is younger uh right Corey perry is younger but yeah, uh, Connor Bedard has been Perry around is, for a while. No, no, no. Connor Bedard is the younger one. Corey Perry is the older. Oh, one. okay, okay. I got him mixed up. My bad. Yeah. So okay. So it was up. an older player smacking a younger player's mom. Then yeah. I'm not mad at that because at first, in my initial thinking, I'm thinking two younger players and the younger player smacked the other. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's like in the same age range. Mm-hmm. Your mom's hot. I'm dating your mom. Hey, bro, mm-hmm. get over it. Be a man. Get over it. Your mama's out here getting cracked. She, I mean, for that age range, she's not a bad looking lady. 
I can understand why he did. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah. It, I mean, you know. It, it's, I ain't mad at it. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. like, but 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 you got to think about it though, like this, right? His sister. <laughs> at, at some point, I have to post this picture. You have to put the team above yourself and when you cannot put the team above yourself you gotta go because now you you making it harder on us to get shit done because of and he probably was at the, he also was at the end of his career too Bedard's been around for a long time so this guy I mean not sister. Bedard, uh, bro, you see it I'm I I'm starting to understand what Dre be going through sometimes, man. This guy, oh my god! Right, you see, you see what he put. Dre, you The milk madness has to stop. Hey, man, but looking at the mob though, I get it for again for that age range, because uh, uh, Corey Perry is older. I get it. Like he, you know what I mean? They're in that same age bracket where it makes sense. I'm just sitting here trying to get to the rants, and and Keith is looking at, at at older women, sugar mama and stuff. Daddy ain't doing something right. She found another <laughs> older guy. That's all it was. She Wait. found a single soccer, I mean hockey player. You know, and they had Look. a little team. She there at the team meeting. You know, she's the team mom. Bruh. You know. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come man she on. brought some cookies and milk. Bruh, it's hockey. What do they eat in hockey? Like soccer, we know they do oranges and fucking Capri Suns or whatever. I don't know. Basketball, football is typically like baseball. Gatorade is sunflower seeds and bubblegum and baseball. What do they do in hockey? Cookies and milk. Cookies and milk. Oh no, bro, bro. They do hot cocoa. Hot cocoa because it's go. cold. And she probably hot cocoa. she probably made some amazing hot cocoa with marshmallows. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say with the marshmallows. <laughs> you gotta have some type of white in there somewhere. But hey, I man. Not, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I'm not if I was if I was Corey, would I be mad? Yes. Fuck yeah, you be mad. Come on. Why are you touching? Especially if my mom's still married to my dad. I am pissed. Come on. I am pissed. But if I'm a teammate, I don't care. I don't care. If I'm a teammate, I do not care. I put it to you like this. If you're a good teammate, if you're a good teammate, you care. If that young boy is a star and this is going to mess with his mental of us winning, then I care. If he's just a young boy on the team, you need this to get over it. Get over it. Your mama's a hoe. Hey, yeah. I'm I'm just trying to get to the rants. Your mama outside. He's over here milf watching. Your mama's in them streets. <laughs> <laughs> it had a, a dude from Houston I be sending you I'm in these streets. Your mama in them streets. That's all hey. it is. So this past week, the thing that that really burned my grits, uh, it was this story. And, you know, lately, it, 
AI has been the rage of everything. It's, you know, you, uh, generates this and it can generate that and it can do this and do that, do all these cool things, all, all this stuff, right? And a lot of the time, some we we you you hear typically people that are a little bit leery of technology talking about how uh, uh, technology can sometimes be the downfall of society or can contribute to the downfall of society, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a futurism article put out uh, by yesterday by Maggie Harris. Headline reads, Sports Illustrated published articles by fake AI-generated writers. Uh, subtitle says, subheadline says, we asked them about it, and they deleted everything. So I'm going to just summarize the article for y'all uh, so I can go ahead and get to my rant. Uh, basically, what um, Sports Illustrated did was they took not only did they take uh, the articles themselves were AI generated uh, by a program or whatever, right? That wrote the articles. And this was mainly about uh, product reviews and things like that. But they also used AI generated writers. So the actual writer that the fake article was attributed to was also a fake. How deep did they go? They went so deep as to purchase AI generated pictures of said AI generated authors for the AI generated articles mm-hmm. and also gave them AI generated biographies and backgrounds. You sit and you say, Jermaine, they're just using technology to create some content. You know, why are you so angry about that? Well, let me fill y'all the fuck in. I'm a writer. I've been grinding away at sports media on and off since 2009, 2010, very consistently since 2015 or so, 2016, right? Trying this, trying that, still working a full-time job, just trying to level up and maintain. I've had opportunities come and opportunities go. I've held on to some things. I've passed on some things. I've sacrificed. Some but to not be in the area of my, the advancement of my career or what have you, this, this, this passion that I want to pursue and to see that one of the big entities in that field is going the cheap route, basically outsourcing everything. And they're getting called out on it and then just trying to delete everything and not commenting on it as if they didn't do it. It really pisses me the fuck off because you could be paying me to write this shit. Instead, what you'd rather do is make up something about somebody 
that was also made up that you purchase from somebody who makes up shit for a living. What you have now is they've opened the doors to totally just get rid of all, get rid of creatives, period. And as somebody who dwells in that vicinity of, of that, that industry or whatever, being a creative and, and creating content and whatnot, that takes money out of people like my pockets. And I don't know about y'all, but I got I I got bills to pay. I got kids. Not even that, but think about if they're able to do like because they're able to AI generate pretty much everything. Think about what me and you doing right now. They're able to AI generate two people sitting talking sports. They give them they give the system the subjects, they give them, you know, whatever they need to give them and have them articulate and talk about the subjects. It's not even that far off because uh, about a month ago, uh, I was able to take a quick vacation up to Vegas and I went to the Sphere, right? I remember you were telling me about this. Bro, we are literally having a full-blown conversation with a fucking robot. I remember that. And, And I'm not just talking about any robot, right? The robot was cracking jokes. And, and was witty and was quick with it and was responding like back and forth and was paying attention to multiple people and holding multiple conversations at once. Like a real fucking person. Like the robot told one joke. Um, the lady was like, uh, can you say my grandkids' names? And the robot said, sure, my grandkids' names. And the robot was like, ha, 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 that was a little joke. Uh, sure, you know, what are your grandkids' names? And she said the lady's name again after she had, the lady had introduced herself before. But anyway, the thing is, it's just like, I, this shit pisses me off because it's like, it's another way for these companies to figure out how not to pay qualified people with their work. Cutting costs. Outsource shit, right? Cutting costs. It's already fucked up the manufacturing industry and other industries, and now it's threatening to fuck up the the creative industry. Uh, my mom was shit. my mom was just talking to me about how Walmart is uh, getting they you know they already got self checkout. Pretty much every Walmart mm-hmm. has two self checkouts on both yep. ends of the the register line yep. thing. But like I know the stores by us are supposed to be shortening it even more where it's only going to be like three or four regular registers mm-hmm. everything else is going to be self-checkout like sam's club see and then then that's that because sam's club only got about what three sam's got like what maybe three or four if that line it, it depends like i've been to um three of the different sam's in my area during peak times like weekends saturdays and you know after work and shit like that and during those peak times they will have like at least four or five maybe six uh actual cashiers checking out people which is see which is crazy because the one that's close to us only has three registers i believe Mm -hmm. and everything else is the self-checkout lines Nah, the one, the, the, the three that's by me, like I, I'm fortunate enough to have three different ones within about a 
10 or so mile radius of it. But they all have multiple cashier lines and they only have, I think, like three or four self-checkout lines. Like there's that one scan and go line and then there's like three or four, uh, I want to say, the self-checkout line. Okay. But yeah, it's it's just getting to a point, man, where you know, these big businesses are figuring out any way they can to get rid of people. And now that they have this AI Cut. shit where it can it can actually create content and, and, and manufacture shit like that. Cut cost at the bottom to bring in more money at the top. At the top. Exactly. That's what's pissing me off this week and when I found out that it was actually Sports Illustrated that got busted for doing it not some other blog or website or some other like small fryer or something like that one of the more highly respected longest long term uh, entities in sports media one of the beacons of sports journalism got busted for doing that uh, that just lets you know right there like all bets are off when it comes to this shit Nah, it definitely is, and like you said, it just it it it's a game changer, uh, for sure. Because not again what we're doing right now, but also the ESPNs, the the Fox Sport ones, the Fox News, Fox mm-hmm. News in general, being able to like talk about you can you can have the AI people on TV, or you can have them reporting from wherever the campaign place is without having to send people out anymore. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to pay for travel for this person to fly to Iowa for this uh, uh, debate. Or, or, you know, so it's it's very interesting. It, it's very interesting. I think it does suck because it's showing that you don't need humans as much. But like anything, computers are flawed and you still need us. Yeah, I just think so. It, it, it kind of that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way big time and I didn't like it I didn't care for it I still I'll never get over it and, and accept that shit because and I understand like there's already writers that are already fighting for what they're supposed to be paid and treated fairly in Hollywood as well as in music and whatnot uh, so writers have already been marginalized enough by the industry itself uh, as far as, you know, pay, compensation and being treated fairly is concerned, you know, over the, you know, decades or whatever. But when you introduce something like this, like y'all already treat us like shit. Now you're trying to put us out of work. That's the part that pissed me off about it. It's because you already don't treat us fairly. And now you're trying to put us out of work like that. It's bad enough. Newspapers have and magazines have gone to shit and everything's online based now. And now you're figuring out a way to phase out the actual people behind it. It, it, it just got to be too much. for me. That's a good rant. Yeah, I was more calm this week than I was last week. Because last week, even, you know, it's crazy. I don't even got one this week. Uh, because I don't, really? I mean, I don't. I, I would say maybe about the CM, CM bitch stuff, but 
That, that's where I, I was hoping you was going. I was like, I, I purposely I did not work. bring it up, and I didn't put it on the rundown. I didn't say nothing about it because I was like, I know Key's going. No, I can't get go. worked up over some fake shit. It's fake, so I can't really get worked up over it. Other than wow. the fans, the only part that's crazy to me is just like, I. Right, so it's the way the fans are forgetting. <clears throat> and I said this earlier when we were in the space talking, but mm-hmm. to me, it's the way the fans forget how he acted in real life. Not, mm-hmm. not character work or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. How he really acted over here to the left mm-hmm. and he came mm-hmm. back to the right and now mm-hmm. all is forgiven because they don't like the left and i also said it in a space this morning everybody's so quick to dunk on aw but and i'm not an aw stand you know what i mean right is right wrong mm-hmm. is wrong but it's crazy because so how many people are quick to dunk on them and you know put them down that it's like well CM Punk is up here and they're down here and that's why da da da. Now he's back over here and ha 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 over there and I'm like no, that grown ass man still acted like that over there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna act the same way over here. He's the same person he's always been. The the only thing about it that I will say to to play devil's advocate to that argument is that. Punk knows that he's what 40. I think he and I are like the same age, like 43 or whatever, right? He's in Somewhere his early right 40s. Because I think AJ, me and AJ are about the same age. Right. He's a few years, he's a little older than a little him. older. Not by not by much, but a little he's older. he's basically in his early 40s. Yeah. His he knows what his body is capable of now, and it ain't what it used to be. So he knows he don't have much left. He's that trying Mike to get is, that, that Mike last, is his, his golden goose. Right. He he's trying to get that last hurrah out of his body that he can as a wrestler before he has to transition to being just a mouthpiece for somebody if he wants to stay around the business or front office, whatever it is, right? Right. He knows as far as being a top performer in the ring, he ain't got that much time. He knows if he wants to truly feel fulfilled once he hangs his boots up, this is his last shot. So I tend to look at it from that perspective as far as believing or not believing what he's saying and what he's selling is concerned. My issue is is more or less with, again, along the lines of what you said, but the way fans tend to consume things and the tribalism yes. of it where if you're for uh, this you're against this and it's instead like, of no. it being i like every just like this morning exactly. i don't know if you heard when when me and hearts was going i'm like i like everything i watch it right. all i don't right. say i don't watch this i like watching tna i like watching new japan i like watching AEW. i like watching wwe but i also don't like watching them all for certain reasons you know what i mean like exactly I don't drop one for one, or I like watching. Uh, I, I enjoy some of the GCW stuff, um, and some of the other uh, lower um, indie promotions. Uh, MLW, I enjoy watching MLW just because I like a lot of the people they have. You know what I right. mean? Sometimes it's the wrestling, not the story. With MLW, MLW, I like quick the shout out to Alex Kane, the MLW champion. He, 
great hey, Twitter man. follow. Got to get Alex on the show just to talk. Because I like, I, I, you know, I don't want to steal what some other people have done before, but I like getting people in other realms to come over and talk stuff out of their realm. Exactly. Especially that, to that's... sit and talk sports, talk basketball, football, baseball, find out what they're right. into sports-wise and how what they did younger maybe correlated them to get to where they are now. You know, stuff like that. So right. definitely, definitely look out for, you know, um, some guests that are we, not your typical athlete, I guess. you Right. Say. We want to we want to branch out and kind of like we want to keep it. Some of the things that you guys like and you guys are used to as far as sports is concerned and talk is concerned. But we also want to kind of bring a different feel and a different touch to it. And of course, you know, being a part of the CDB network, we have to keep it 100% authentically ourselves. Like, of course, we we not going to always be, you know, I'm not going to always be media professional Jermaine. Like last week when I got pissed off because motherfuckers thought that I don't know football and stuff and I had to just <laughs> let, put, put them in check. Like th that's when you get that's when you typically get New Orleans Jermaine. Like that part of me comes out. Like knowledge, knowledge, man. Sometimes my accent may even flare up or whatever, but for the most part, like I keep it in check because I'm like, I don't want to bring that that person out because that person is, is a fucking psycho. And mm -hmm. I'm scared of that person. That person is inside of me. So that lets you know what you should be of that person. But like I just we want to keep it keep it entertaining, keep it informative, and just try to you know, keep you guys engaged and watching and listening and participating and everybody in the chat, everybody that watch, shares, retweets, quote tweets, whatever it is. We really do appreciate it. Um, with that being said, episode 10 made... next week, people. Episode 10 next week, people. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know. You know uh... It's like Booker five times. But twice, ten times, time. ten times, ten times, ten times, ten times. Time. But right. um, I'm normally in charge of the outro, and since uh -oh. Keys thinks he's from Texas, yo, yo, I go by the name. Go by the name. Let's, the let's not do this. I get into I this rap boom that just comes on. The world, word for word. I'm about to feel. Sorry, my love. Ben's convoys with the wagon on the side. Only yeah. boys keep deuces on the ride. <laughs> Chuck Taylor with the wagon on the side. On the Man, side. I make a buck while spam. I'm trying scram. to show y'all who, who the fuck I am. The Jews is flirting. Be damned if I'm hurting. Legend in two Heavy games like two I'm like a Pee Wee Kirkland. on the block with consistency. Keep talking this music. Hey. That that song right there and that production. Hey bro, if you won't in Man. high school when this came out, you might not have been there because you are a little I was not. But I I, I can remember ninth grade every morning. <laughs> when you walk in school, you stop to the right hand. 
tell and they were over there freestyling with the grinding. You had to do with the pencil. Grinding, cousin. I got no. I put it to you like this here, bro. When this song came out, I was. I was, I had already left Tulane, lost my scholarship and everything. So it was, it was, it was, it was, I was in college when this came out. I was in college when this came out. That whole album. The production on that album That might be People don't talk enough about the clips in that album. They first Bruh, two albums. Yeah, it's 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 a thing where the Justin Timberlake track because that was when Justin was on his like I think I'm black. That's when he was like I'm half black for he, real. He was he he had left in sync. I want to say like one oh two something like that. Yep. It was something like that, around that same time, and he was trying he was to establish solo. himself as a solo artist. Yeah. Hey. And that not only helped establish him with the hip hop community. Oh, I'll, I'll say this: that not only further helped establish him with the hip hop community, but that also gave Clips another crossover audience as well to respect their work in the Neptunes and whatnot. So that 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 one song did so much for two different genres of music. Man, see now, now you started a competition. I need you to understand this. Uh, I'm about to go into a, a deep New Orleans or Houston bag now or Texas. Hey man, look. next week I'm a. Know what? I'm going New Orleans next week. Look. I got you. I'm going into a deep bag. Look. I think I, I think I already know look. where I'm gonna go. And when I send it to you, I'm gonna wait till day of, like right before the show. Hey. I'm telling you, I'm like, I may not know new music. I know old. I'm going old, old. Too. <laughs> I ain't even going new. I'm going old with this one. Okay, okay. I'm See, typically we'll one. do something like he may pick something new, I may pick something old. But if he picking something old, I'm going to have to pick something new. So now we both have to stretch each other. I'm going to just... I'm, let me write this down. Not in I'm gonna have to have a, like a music note. <laughs> he bought the create a whole separate. <laughs> Got it. Man, with that, I'm gonna with keep that light and go there. <laughs> this is what I was trying to do. This is I what mean, this is what we do. like. Literally, this is another like pull back the curtain, show y'all the fourth wall kind of thing. Because like. We're all super competitive. We're all hyper competitive. And like when they have a good episode, Dre be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to get a good episode going. I got so-and-so. Then we'd be like, well, shit, we got to come with a good episode. And then Kyle and then be like, well, shit, we got to come up with a good episode. Like we all push each other. Now, that's a fact. Like that's, that's that's how we all grow. That's how we all get better. You know what I mean? That's it, how the network grows it, and gets better. It it don't matter if it's it's Susio Boys, if it's Four Corners of Commentary, if it's Aim High, if it's Dre Lags, if it's Susio Sports, uh, Ahun Sugar and Soccer Sit Down. Um, I'm hoping I'm not missing anybody, but it don't matter. Whatever uh, you're getting from uh, us, 
you're going to get 100% authentic us, and you're going to get everything that we got, and everybody else on the network going to push each other to do something bigger and better. Thanks. But with that being said, this is Sucio Sports. This is Keys and Jermaine, episode nine, wrapping up. We'll catch y'all next Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. We all know yet. We got to check our schedules around 8.30-ish Central Time, 9.30-ish Eastern Time. I got episode, episode it's just 10. 10. It's just 10. Nothing, nothing too crazy. You know what I mean? Like We don't know what we're going to do special for episode, but we're going to do something. I don't know. Some it's ten. It's double digits. Got to do something. I, I may fuck around and pour some liquor that I never poured in a long time or never poured before. And I think I got a bottle in mind. Might have some guests on. Might have some guests. Might have a guest. Might have. Never know. I don't know. Something. You know. Never know. I just realized I didn't take the plastic off of the the board. Like I saw this piece of plastic hanging just randomly, and I was like, "Oh, I never took the plastic off." So, here we go. But uh, yeah, episode nine of Susio Sports for Keys. I'm Jermaine. Appreciate y'all tuning in. See y'all. See next the ads. Follow us. <laughs>